And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back for another episode of the Startup Hustle. This is your host today, Matt Watson. In today's episode, we're going to be, well, talking about how we can improve the our, our world a little bit with Good World Now, the co-founder and CXO, Richie Kendall, is here with us today. Um, they can help companies improve their uh, social impact and, and do good for the world. Excited to talk about that and how his company helps companies do that. Um, before we get started, today's episode of Startup Hustle is powered by Fullscale.io. Hiring software developers is difficult. Fullscale can help you build a software team quickly and affordably. And as the platform to help you manage that team, visit Fullscale.io to learn more. Well, Richie, welcome to the show. Excited about how we can all make the world a better place. Glad to hear it. Great to be with you, Matt. So, you know, as we get started here, love to first learn about your background. You know, I, I see here in my notes, you started the company in 2015, you know, kind of what, what led you to, to start this company and, and how did you get here? Yeah, I might rewind all the way back to my, my early days uh, as a, as a young creative person. Um, I, I grew up with a knack for visual communication and storytelling and was taking on clients doing things like logo design and websites in the early dot-com days. Uh, and pretty quickly around, around the time I graduated high school had, had gotten quite a little list of, of like nonprofit clients. Um, a lot of the work I was doing was pro bono just to learn the skills and to help them out. I had about an eight year film career after graduating college writing, directing, producing, editing, and was taking a lot of those skills and passions and transferring them over to the nonprofits that I was, that I was managing. So doing short films and, and websites for them. And after that film career ended up getting airlifted into, into the tech world as a more hardcore, I would say entrepreneur journey. And, uh, in 2015, was tapped to build a next generation philanthropy brand, a sort of mobile app for giving called okay. Cheerful at the time. And it was through that journey that I learned all about what it takes to be an entrepreneur and to kind of bootstrap up a business model, uh, both the good and the bad, and, uh, and have since had my company acquired by the company I work for now, which is Good World. So in 2019, Good World acquired Cheerful Giving, and okay. I'm now the co-founder here. So what, so what did Cheerful Giving do compared to what Good World does now? Like what, what was the key you know, thing they acquired Cheerful for? Yes, great question. Cheerful Giving was the first mover technology to enable individuals to round up their everyday purchases for causes. Okay. Sort of acorns for giving. 
Okay. And we found our business model back then white labeling that technology for for big nonprofit brands like American okay. Cancer Society, Amnesty International, and, and others. We were able to build a software as a service business around that vertical and expanded the technology to include all-in-one fundraising tools. So your donation pages, your peer-to-peer -peer fundraising, your event ticketing for nonprofits. And as we grew the technology stack, we, we grew the business. And by the time we came into the sites of Good World, we had a really lean and, and mighty growing technology stack and list of clients. And they were really interested in one, providing an all-in-one suite of tools to some of their corporate clients like MasterCard and others. And so we were able to effectively transform our nonprofit impact suite into a full-blown corporate social responsibility suite that now includes everything from loyalty and rewards, charitable gift cards, volunteering, and an impact CRM. And so that's what Good World does today. Good World is an all-in-one social impact ecosystem for brands, influencers, and nonprofits to make the world a better place. So, I mean, it sounds like what you were doing at Cheerful, you were actually trying to solve several different problems, right? Like making it so I can go to the grocery store and donate a few pennies to, you know, the local children's hospital is a totally different problem than some of the other things that that you, you know, we're talking about that, that you guys did, like, do you feel like you guys tried to do too many things? Yeah, it's a really, really important question, especially in the startup journey. And what we found was that while we had a ambitious long-term vision and passion for ultimately just reducing friction and creating a more seamless philanthropy experience for the next generation, that we had to focus on beachheads in our business mm -hmm. in order to grow it. And so it was really that core innovation to begin with that round up your everyday purchases, which provided a recurring revenue stream for our nonprofit partners that set us on the path to a sustainable and growing startup. If we would have tried to solve other bigger, nastier problems at the time and lost focus on selling just that value prop, then I think we would have we would have hindered ourselves. But because we used that as our point of entry into mm -hmm. the market and then expanded the proposition outside of that, that's what led to our growth. And so you you could get that original, you know, use case and then they were quick to do the other one. So that that was your yeah. go to go to market strategy and that's and worked that's well right. for you guys. And a a peculiar aspect of the nonprofit sector is, you know, they're, they're in a position where they're typically uh, a laggard adopter, meaning mm -hmm. they're not the first to grab onto the highest efficiency technologies, nor do they have the budgets to fully implement or optimize those strategies. So they're ultimately looking for solutions that meet all of their needs simultaneously right. because the more platforms they have to take on, the right. more resource constrained uh, they, they get. 
So is there somewhere, is there like a really famous scenario that maybe a bunch of us used your guys' platform? Like five years ago, we went to CVS and we rounded up and gave money or whatever, and it went through your platform. I'm just kind of curious. Well, I would say the the most exciting, the most exciting use case now uh, that you will see more and more is is a technology we we've kind of pioneered, which is based on a a concept called quadratic funding, and it's we call the feature give cards. And the way give cards work is a brand or influencer can buy a batch of charitable gift cards, mm-hmm. spread them to an audience, mm-hmm. and those recipients can then choose where the money goes. So more and more, we are working with major influencers, celebrity foundations on actually making charitable budgets and donations fully democratized, uh, making a more inclusive type of impact. I feel like I've seen something like that before where it's like, oh, if you do this thing, we'll give you $20 Starbucks gift card or this type of gift card that you can use to give to some various charities somehow. That's exactly right. Yeah, it seems like I've seen something like that before. Yep. Don't know if it, it was you guys or not, but the... um so going into this, did you feel like creating tech, like you had to create a lot of technology to help do this. How was, what was it like creating technology for nonprofits? Like, was that, was that difficult to monetize? Like, did, did they have money that, you know, to spend on this where you guys could, could make money or did you guys have to run like extremely lean and mean and almost feel like a nonprofit yourselves to be able to do this for them? Yeah, it was certainly the latter. Um, I think when when you're a first-time entrepreneur, you you come in to any new space with maybe a lot of passion, but certainly a lot of naivete. And we we learned early that it would be quite easy for us to take on all of the problems of the industry and bury ourselves in those issues. Um, so I would say that the nonprofit industry is a kind of a unique beast. Uh, if I might use that term, in that they make decisions a certain way. Uh, they they take a certain amount of time to plan and execute on those decisions. But they're like any other organization in that they have budget budgetary planning processes and decision-making mm-hmm. processes. So you just have to get into the cadence and rhythms of those those timeframes to be become a, an effective vendor in the space. Do you feel like working in this space also helped you with recruiting your team and, and hiring and stuff? Because you you, know, you have some people that naturally are like, hey, I love the idea of helping nonprofits. Yes. I think more and more the the purpose economy is emerging. And that that economy is drawing people kind of outside of the strictly for-profit incentive structure into their passions and I think deep deeper sense of purpose or why they're here and and what they want to contribute while they're here. So we've never had a problem um, sort of putting out that beacon and attracting passionate talent. So you described it earlier. Um, um, CSR was kind of the acronym you were throwing, throwing around. What was CSR again? What did that stand for? Yeah, CSR stands for Corporate Social Responsibility. And there's another quite popular acronym called environment social governance. And that these are these sort of criteria that 
large companies and even smaller organizations uh, should be thinking about in the next iteration of their organizations. So it's it's a it's a full stakeholder approach rather than a just a profit first approach. So how long do you think you know um, this sort of corporate social responsibility? Um, I don't know if I would call it a, a trend or or what have you. How long do you think that has been more of a common thing? It's just like over the last five years, ten years, twenty years, and it's like slowly kind of building. What curious your take on that? Yeah, that's a it's a great question because it it's it's steeped in a in a long history. Um, this is not just a new trend. Uh, philanthropy and corporate philanthropy goes back to you know the middle of the twentieth century with you know the Rockefellers and sure. these major major companies that put aside a percentage of their overall revenue or made sweeping uh, sort of grant infrastructure available uh, to, to nonprofits around the country. But, but it isn't until the last 20 to 30 years that uh, companies have really taken on CSR as a part of their, their operating principles. And it probably isn't until the last, I would say, even 10 years that the, or maybe even five years that the ESG acronym has really come onto the scene. Uh, ESG being the kind of sustainability mandate that all enterprises should be thinking about in creating more sustainable businesses, reducing carbon, um, their footprint, reducing waste, um, consolidating their supply chains, buying local, uh, you know, bringing DEI principles mm-hmm. into their vendor, their, their, their vendor outsourcing. So uh, all of these things come together. And I think ultimately the CSR moniker is a long-term trajectory. It's not a trend. It's something that all businesses moving forward will be building into their, their, their futures. Do you see it in primarily companies that are like over a certain size? I mean, if somebody has like two employees, like this is probably not a priority for them. Right. But is there a certain like size of company that this becomes more of a part of their culture? There are a couple ways to look at, at that question. You know, I think I think you have startup founders that want social impact baked into their mission from the get-go. And whether they are two employees or 10 employees, uh, that social impact mission can be a part of their their operations. Now, it's true that isn't what you would consider a enterprise CSR program. Um, and an enterprise CSR program is typically for companies with, let's say, you know, 200 or more employees, uh, whereby they can run sweeping programs like payroll giving. Did you lose me there, Matt, for a minute? I did, but sounds like just keep going. <laughs> it's okay. So uh, I was just saying that depending, it could be a it could be a startup with two people. It could be a startup with ten people. Uh, they'll those founders will often bake social impact into their, into their mission. That is different than a 200 person or 5,000 person enterprise corporate social responsibility platform or program. But uh, I think the intent is the same, that there's a social mission underneath the organization and they'll get creative in how they create positive externalities with their business. So give, give us some examples of what those social responsibility type events or, or causes would be like, what, give us some examples of that. Yeah. 
yeah, one one example in maybe the mid mid market would be where uh, a company that is looking to incentivize customer reviews on review sites. Maybe, like you said, they want they want people to leave a review, so they incentivize people leaving a review by offering them an Amazon gift card or twenty five dollars to the charity of their choice. That's just one example. An, uh, a broader example would be where maybe a large company wants to solicit their employees to deduct a little bit of every paycheck towards causes in their local communities. And in those examples, workforces can generate tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, even millions of dollars uh, year over year for important community organizations. Mm-hmm. Uh, other, other programs include gift matching, where when someone donates to a charity, the company will match that donation up to a certain amount. Or, or even this, uh, this idea that if I volunteer a certain amount of hours for a local organization, that the company will donate a certain amount of money to that organization. So it's a, it's a virtuous cycle of, of community development. Yeah, one, one company um, I was very familiar with here in Kansas City, they, they were really, really big into this. And it was a company called Balance Point. Um, they, I think, maybe since changed their name, or I don't even remember anymore. But they, um, they were really big into this. And it was like, I want to say it was like once a month, even they allowed all of their employees to spend a day on whatever kind of charity they wanted, if it was, you know, Habitat for Humanity, or whatever it was that they wanted to do. And uh, they were really, really big into it. They, they was actually the first time I'd ever seen a company that was that big into it. Um, from my, you know, experience. Um, but it was like a huge part of their culture. And um, I was always impressed, impressed by it. We, we love companies like that. And we believe that they are leaders in the space and represent the future of, of, of the economy. Um, just, to, just to riff on your, your points there, 83% of millennials report higher loyalty to companies that help them support social issues. And 17% uh, higher productivity is reported by businesses who engage their employees in these types of initiatives. It increases passion, motivation, cohesion, culture at work, and ultimately creates just a more enduring brand infrastructure. Well, we recently just did some really cool stuff at full scale I want to tell you about. Um, But before we do that, I do want to remind you that finding expert software developers doesn't have to be difficult, especially when you visit FullScale.io, where you can build a software team quickly and affordably. Use the FullScale platform to define your technical needs and then see what uh, developers, QA, and leaders are available to join your team. Visit FullScale.io to learn more. So like two, I think it was two weeks ago now. So we have almost 300 employees in the Philippines at FullScale that do software development and QA and other stuff. And uh, we did a, a whole day, um, and I think everybody took 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 the day off on a Friday, and they did all sorts of really cool um, charity work all across the Philippines and in their different cities. Like so, some they um, they we donated some solar panels, some people cleaned up a beach, some people planted some trees. Some there was like all these different activities they did, and I was really blown away by. Um, the amazing work that our team did and I'm glad that we could help sponsor that and and help them do that. And so I guess it was our, one one of the things that we've done in in this, you know, corporate 
um, giving back, you know, charity kind of, kind of, uh, kind of thing. So I'm glad we were able to support and do that. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, we, we, we spend two thirds of our waking life in the workplace. Um, you know, why not every once in a while, uh, take some time to, to give back to communities or to the communities around us and share experiences that have a higher sense of meaning and belonging sometimes. So tell me more about good world now and what you guys do, like, um, kind of who is your, who is your target business that would sign up and use this? And, and what are like some of the reasons they would sign up for like you mentioned earlier some a lot of different scenarios where people do this kind of stuff but like what 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 give us the pitch you know why why should somebody sign up for a good world now yeah uh well you know i might point out we we work with hundreds of companies uh, we power mastercard's global donations platform we work with thousands of nonprofits helping fuel their missions and you know i think the core reason you may want to consider working with good world is is one to drive the future of the purpose economy. Uh, we we just we believe strongly that the next generation consumer is looking for brands and companies to support with their dollars that are not just making quality products and offering high quality services, but are also stewarding a better world at the intersection of so many crises. So we think it is quite important to keep your eye on the prize and your heart in in the cause uh, but from a from a purely sort of self-serving point of view companies who engage in these types of programs are, are just dramatically more uh, effective organizations and have soaring ebitas are growing their bottom lines at much higher rates than companies who ignore CSR and ESG imperatives. So if growth is your is your bottom line, it's not it's not a it's not a charitable, it's not just a charitable thing. It it's actually it it's mutually beneficial to engage in this type of work. So tell tell me more. Like so if I went to our CEO and, and our HR department and said, hey, we need to sign up for this thing and this is what they're gonna do, like tell you know, g- give me a little more of the tactical breakdown. Like, hey, we can allow people to donate part of their paycheck or like we can do company matching or like what are some of the tactical things that this would enable us to do? For sure. Yeah. So the, the first thing is, you know, you may want to establish a company policy that let's say matches donations up to a certain amount for, from your employees that will dramatically increase employee engagement in the workplace because they're going to feel that their employer is investing in their values so that just deepens the bond. Uh, it, also, it also creates heck of an impact, you know, 2x impact on all of these donations. Uh, so workplace giving is a big one. Volunteering, uh, if, you, if you want to offer a curated list of remote-friendly volunteer experiences to your employees that you can incentivize in different ways to enrich their experience, um, that is also a part of what we do. You could take a portion of your of your budgets or a portion of your revenue or profits and commit that to, to giving to your employees for charitable causes. So for example, you know, if, if you want to say 1% of overall profits will go to charitable causes, instead of just writing a check at the end of the year, why not give that money to your employees 
in small increments through a variety of creative programming that becomes meaningful throughout the year. So maybe on a birthday, you give someone 25 bucks to send to the local animal shelter of their choice, or when they hit a work milestone, support them with some charitable money that they can support a cause that they care about. Uh, lots of different ways to incorporate these, these tools into your culture. Happy to keep going, but those well, are some- so I so one thing you mentioned that I I think I've always struggled with is so it's it's one thing to to donate money, right? It's another thing to donate your time, and I I feel like I'm a little more I'd rather donate my time if I can, and definitely if you work remote, that might be more of a, a challenge. And so you you mentioned something about that earlier, so I'd love to hear more about um, donating your time and volunteering. You know, something like Habitat for Humanity or something like that as an example, but you know, do, do you guys provide like a curated list of like ideas? Cause I figured, I feel like that would be the struggle. I go to all our employees and say, Hey, go volunteer. And they're like, well, what, what do I do? You know? Yeah, t- totally. Um, we do provide a list of like a handful of remote friendly volunteer opportunities that are often skills based, but often skills, hard skills learned. So for example, you could, uh, create a create a poster or transcribe a a audiobook for someone who can't can't see. Um, you could you could teach people who need to learn about audiovisual technology about how to do it. You could teach people coding skills in third world countries. Anything that you're learning in your on your career you could teach to someone who doesn't have the same opportunity and, and all of that can be done remotely now. So those are some really powerful, like skills-based volunteer opportunities that uh, often provide some of the most meaningful experiences people ever have at work. Very cool. So yeah, sorry to interrupt you earlier. Yeah. Tell me more. Tell, tell me, I want to go to the HR department and be like, Hey, we, we need to do this. So tell me, tell me some more reasons. Yeah. Um, other other reasons might be that you want to get employees together for, let's say, lunch and learns. Uh, you you want to encourage employees to participate in some kind of morale building experiences. Uh, anytime you're trying to build better culture in a company, adding a charitable component amplifies the effect. So, for example. If you want to encourage people to to take part in in a social outing, anyone who goes, uh, reward them with with a ch- with charitable impact points. Um, you could put together a, like a social impact screening of some kind where you watch a you all watch a film together on a cultural topic that challenges the mind and the heart in in areas that can sometimes be uncomfortable but do create dynamic conversations around identity. Uh, intimacy, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. All of these conversations are incredibly important. And it's the organizations who sort of dive head first into them and create a sense of understanding. Creating an enriching culture is an imperative for organizations these days. And there's nothing like social impact to to do that. Uh, One example would be, you know, a lunch and learn where individual employees are encouraged to learn about causes in the area. Anyone who attends a lunch and learn uh, or a, or a seminar could get rewarded with some impact points to make a difference. Uh, Another example might be 
uh, put on a put on a, a short film screening where individuals from the company can have a moderated discussion about important issues like diversity, equity, inclusion, identity, um, inequality, uh, things things that are challenging social topics, but that help us all grow together, especially in the workplace. So you, you can encourage these types of dialogues by offering incentives and and building these these sort of morale building cultural uh, cohesion mechanisms right into the into the workplace itself. So I have a, a question for you. So I'll be honest, I've not necessarily been the biggest person when it comes to charity, just never been a big charity person. And especially when it comes to work, I'm like, I want to go to work, I want to get a lot of work done, and then I want to leave. And the last thing I want to talk about at work is politics or honestly, a lot of this stuff, right? It's like, I want to go to work, I want to do work. And social responsibility has not necessarily been as big of a focus for me in the past. And so what what kind of advice would you give to somebody like me about how to do a better job at this going forward? What, what kind of advice? Like, where, where, where do I start? Yeah, I think the starting point is, is patience and, and listening. Because you know, I like you, it's easy for me to just put my head down and, and get my work done and go home at the end of the day. It's not that easy for, for everybody from, from every background. Um, there, there are systemic issues in how we promote leaders, in how we address certain topics, in how some, some people with minority identities, uh, get, placed or, um, or how they get brought into conversations uh, and how they're able to collaborate. And so I think these conversations are important, if not, if not something that should be put in the forefront of the business, but certainly something that should be, there should be an open dialogue uh, around these issues. And it's, it's a lot of the reason that employee resource groups uh, have become very popular within organizations to keep cultures dynamic, to keep cultures humane, and to keep cultures compassionate. Well, and I would say, even though I haven't necessarily been the biggest person that would think about this kind of stuff, I feel like I've I've always acknowledged that there are other people that do, and the best thing I can do is support them. You know, yes. and it's like maybe this isn't something that's really super top of, of mind to me, and maybe I'm not as passionate about it, and maybe that's okay. But there are other people who are, and the most important thing I can do is try to support them and, you know, make sure, make, allow them to be able to spend the time to do it. Like, even if I don't want to spend my time on it, making sure that I, I tell them it's okay that they can spend their time on it, if that makes sense. That's a beautiful ethic. If we if we ran the world that way, you know, the world would would run much smoother. Um, it, you know, the sort of live and let live is is a beautiful philosophy, and we should all be here supporting one another. Uh, to, we never know what challenges each other are facing, and and whether it's within the workforce or outside the workplace in in hard hit communities that have maybe been struck by natural disasters or or entire countries that have been invaded um, unprovoked, uh, we, we do need to have that social solidarity and that sense of we're all a human family. And when, when we are caught in hard times, if our neighbors come to help, 
uh, we can we can be better. Uh, and and I think that at the end of the day, this corporate social responsibility, corporate philanthropy, um, it, it's all really just bringing our humanity into the way we organize ourselves because businesses is, is at the heart of what we do. At the end of the day, we can, you know, we don't have to mandate that our employees do this stuff, right? We're not like, you have to go clean the beach this weekend, but be like, hey, if you guys want to do it, we're supporting it. We can help fund it. We can, you know, we can encourage people to do it. We can encourage the team building. And, and ultimately, that's all we can do, right? Like, we, we can try and do good. We, we can, you know, try to, you know, throw some dollars at some of it to motivate them. Um, to help fund, you know, it doesn't take a lot of funding. Like, hey, we'll buy everybody lunch. You guys go clean the beach or whatever, right? We'll we'll pay for transportation to get there, or whatever. We'll rent a bus, whatever we need to do. And but you know, and and I think the biggest thing here is, like I said, I've not necessarily been my biggest person. It's not my personality, right? And that's what's interesting about humans is we are all very different and have different personalities. My wife is totally different. My wife will come to me all the time, like, hey, I think we need to go buy flowers for so and so, and I'm like. Never in a million years would I have thought to buy flowers for this person exactly. for this reason. But my wife thinks that way. And you know what? I have to embrace them. Like, you're right. That's a great idea. And I'm glad you think that way because I just don't. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't agree more. We're, we're a big bouquet, uh, this this human family. And and by supporting one another and, and honoring and appreciate appreciating the differences, it makes us all stronger. So uh, I'm glad to hear you say that, Matt. So I'm at, I think that's the thing is like, you know, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, you know what, it's, I, I love this, but it's not necessarily something I'm going to put all my energy into. It's like at least allow everybody else to, right? If there are people that want to do this, it's, it's support them, right? Like uh, it's support your employees, put a, a few dollars behind it and let the people that are really passionate about it, let them, let them do it. Let them go do it. Yeah. And you, you may even be surprised when you do push yourself outside your comfort zone and you you attend you attend an event where there's some kind of charitable component to it, or you go out uh, to help feed some folks, or or train some someone in the skills you've learned. You, you often find that it that you find a deep sense of meaning in that experience, and that Absolutely. you learn more about yourself than you otherwise would. Well, I think you bring up a really good point. You know, I am the kind of person that would really enjoy going with the team to go clean up the beach or, or do whatever. Like, I think I mentioned earlier, like, I, I'd rather donate my time. Like, I actually enjoy those kinds of experiences. Um, and I, I would love those team building um, opportunities, um, especially if it involves getting to spend more time with with the team. So I, I love that idea. Yeah, and that's... And that's why these types of things are becoming increasingly popular. Um, and it, you know, and there are circumstances where we we can't give our time. You know, uh, in the wake of the the Ukraine crisis, uh, no one could go in there. You know, there's not much anyone can do. And so, when you feel helpless and you and you have a few extra dollars to to give, uh, it's those dollars that make all the difference for families on the ground who have lost everything. So it. Yeah, depending on where you are or how you're feeling, uh, any any gift you can give, time or otherwise, it makes all the difference. Well, yeah, and I, I was very proud of what the the full scale team did, and and I hope that's something that we can continue to do every every quarter or, or something like that, definitely definitely every year. So, um, you know, if you do need to hire software developers, um, full scale can help. 
We have the people and the platform to help you build and manage a team of experts. When you visit fullskill.io, all you need to do is answer a few questions and let our platform match you up with our fully vetted, highly experienced team of software engineers, testers, and leaders. At FullScale, we specialize in building long-term teams that work only for you. Learn more when you visit fullskill.io. So Richie, what do you see as the future for, for Good World Now and, and you know continuing on this mission? Yeah, we, we see a future where social good is baked into everyday business operations. So whenever a sale is made, whenever value exchanges hands, uh, at least a small part of that is going to, to a pro-social future and to help, help untangle challenges and problems that affect our, the communities all around us. Um, so we just believe in a, in a compassionate capitalism, um, one that, yes, is focused on growth and efficiency and productivity, but that also creates a better world uh, for everybody. Well, and I love the idea as a business owner, if, you know, and as, as an executive, right, if we could leverage something like Good World to make it easy. It's like, hey, you know what, we, we were able to leverage their platform and integrate it into, you know, our HR and our employees. And, and if this is something our employees want to help do, we make it easy. We made it easy for us to do this, right? Instead of like, well, I don't even know where to start, right? Like, how would how do we do this? How would we do donations? Like all that, I, like, I wouldn't even know where to start. But so if you guys make it easy and it makes it easy to implement and, you know, the, you know, the, from a corporate structure, we can decide how much money we want to put into it, but we can also enable, make it really easy for our employees to donate through payroll deductions or all these different things. Like to me, that's awesome. That's a win-win for the world. Yeah, it's why it's why we exist. And we're, we're here to work with those companies that are, prepared to make those commitments and, and kind of keep their eye on their higher purpose. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing that. Thank you so much for, for building that and making a way for us to, to donate and give back. So thank you so much. No, thanks. It was a great interview, Matt. Look forward to, to talking again soon. Thank you, sir. All right. Have a good one. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.